It's Wednesday, January 18th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. Great to be with you today. A quick reminder that tonight is Wednesday night, which means all of our Wednesday night programmings are up and running. Youth group tonight for our teens. Uh, also got American Heritage Girls and Trail Life Boys for the kids. Um, also, on top of that, we have our choir that has been rehearsing, getting ready for Lent, uh, which is right around the corner. Hard to believe. I know it's still January, but already thinking towards Lent. So our choir is rehearsing on a regular basis. Um, And then Wednesday night programming for adults in Montgomery is the class in Revelation. Pastor Tim will be with you tonight. I'm traveling, and so I won't be able to join you in class, but he's going to be going through a couple different uh, portions of the book of Revelation. It's going to be a wonderful time, so I encourage you to join him tonight in Montgomery for that class. All right. Let's dive back into the book of Isaiah. We started reading through Isaiah yesterday, did all of chapter one. We're going to do all of chapter two today. Isaiah chapter 2, starting in verse 1. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. You, Lord, have abandoned your people, the descendants of Jacob. They are full of superstitions from the east. They practice divination like the Philistines and embrace pagan customs. Their land is full of silver and gold. There's no end to their treasures. Their land is full of horses. There's no end to their chariots. Their land is full of idols. They bow down to the work of their hands, to what their fingers have made. So people will be brought low and everyone humbled. Do not forgive them. Go into the rocks. Hide in the ground from the fearful presence of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty. The eyes of the arrogant will be humbled, the human pride brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day. The Lord Almighty has a day in store for all the proud and lofty. For all that is exalted, they will be humbled. For all the cedars of Lebanon, tall and lofty, and all the oaks of Bashan, For all the towering mountains and all the high hills, for every lofty tower and every fortified wall, for every trading ship and every stately vessel, the arrogance of man will be brought low and human pride humbled. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day, and the idols will totally disappear. People will flee to caves in the rocks and to holes in the ground from the fearful presence of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty when he rises to shake the earth. In that day, people will throw away to the moles and bats their idols of silver and idols of gold, which they made to worship. They will flee to caverns in the rocks and to the overhanging crags from the fearful presence of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty when he rises to shake the earth. Stop trusting in mere humans who have but a breath in their nostrils. Why hold them 
in esteem. The theme of idolatry is one that will carry through a bulk of Isaiah's prophetic work. And that is because um, a lot of this may have been written during the time of King Ahaz. If you remember back to King Ahaz, he was a king that introduced idolatry um, to the nation of Israel. He brought it from the Assyrians in Damascus, actually desecrated the temple, even sacrificed his own child in idol worship horrifying, horrifying king who led the people into idolatry. And so Isaiah is calling the people to account and reminding them that there will be a day of judgment. That day of judgment was glimpsed by the people when they went into exile and Jerusalem was destroyed. But there is a greater day of judgment to come. It is a time when God's presence will be felt, experienced, seen by every person who has ever lived, breathed, died. Everyone will stand before judgment one day, and it will happen on the mountain of the Lord. It will be established, and all of the nations will come to it, and those whose names are written in the book of life, those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ for salvation, who have trusted in him, not in their own abilities, not in their own religious duty, those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ and in him alone, who have trusted that he is God, that he died for their sins, that he rose again to give them life, that he will return again one day. Those who are faithfully following after Jesus as a part of his church, his body, his bride, we enter into glory. But for those who have rejected Christ, for those who have never put their faith in him, they receive the condemnation of the Lord, a just judgment for their violence and idolatry. There is only one system, only one system that does not beget idolatry and violence, and that is the system of the kingdom of God. Every other human system, every other human heart is filled with idolatry, and there are victims of its violence all around. So, this is a moment for us to remind ourselves that the final day, the final day of judgment looms over us. That reality is for our encouragement. Here's why. Injustice will be responded to by God. He will meet injustice with divine justice. But it is also a warning, a warning that might encourage us to flee temptation, to resist the devil, to not give in to the things of this world, but to instead pursue Christ with all that we are, laying aside every weight that would weigh us down, getting rid of every sin that would hold us back, that we might serve him in the fullness of who we are, for his glory, for our good, and for the good of this world and our neighbors. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this reminder of the final day of judgment. Yes, it will be a great day of redemption, but it will also be a terrible day, a terrible day of judgment and horror. For those who have not put their faith in Jesus Christ, the judgment, the judgment means an eternity apart from you in hell. And so we ask, Father, would you forgive us? Would you draw our hearts closer to you? Help us to lay aside every sin and weight that would hinder us in our walk with Jesus Christ. 
help us to give ourselves to discipleship. Would, would the word of judgment not frighten us? Would the word of judgment not make us blush as if we're ashamed that this is even in the Bible? But rather, Lord, would it spur us on to holiness and would it lead us into worship for that judgment is no longer us. There is no condemnation for those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ. We thank you for that truth. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your holy presence, which to the wicked is a terror, but to the righteous, those who are in Christ, who wear his righteousness, your presence is a comfort and a joy. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.